Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadet. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Hello? Yes, we are live with Jana, live from London, and this is Success Strategies with Jana. Well, good Hi, evening. Welcome, everybody, and Happy <laughs> New Year. It's January, so Happy January, everybody. Um, I hope you had a really lovely holiday season. <coughs> Sorry, I'm a Buddhist. I don't actually observe Christmas, but I still really enjoyed the holiday season, so I hope you did as well. Um and today we're going to be talking about financial prosperity and financial planning. And my guest today is Steve Mosley, who's a tax consultant. If you have a question for me or for, or for my guest, Steve Mosley, please phone 515-605-9325. 
And if you're outside the United States, you need to add a 001 next to that. So 001-515-605-9325. And you can also find us on Facebook at The Female Solution and on YouTube at The Female Solution. Welcome to my Success Strategies show. Um, I'm here on the first Saturday of every month to help you find solutions and strategies for any problems or challenges you may be experiencing. We're here to help you make 2024 your best year yet. So I'm not sure, is my guest in the house? Oh, look at that. Yes, he's live with us. Maybe not yet. Yes. 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 Oh, Steve, hi, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Happy Happy New Year to you as well, too. <laughs> thank you, and to you. So I'm so glad that you've um you've come on my show today as a guest. I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? A little bit about, about your history. Yeah, your background and history. That should be quite interesting. Well, my, well, my background and history, of course, I was born and raised here in the city of Chicago. Numbers like many of us do 
to becoming a tax consultant, which most of us don't do? Well, uh, I would say it was my journey as being a single father at the time. I needed more uh, income because uh, I was doing the home care. I was working for a company by the name of Addis Home Care at the time. And as a single father, it was a struggle. So then, you know, just going through, I wanted more and a lot of other things I wanted to accomplish in life. And, you know, and in the process of having to take care of a young lady, you know, it's not like she's a, like she's a boy, but she was a girl. So a girl has more needs, so, you know, you got to be a little bit more handling them with care. So you got to be uh, really strategic about how you move. So I was looking like I was praying to God. I said, man, I need to give me an opportunity to get some more uh, money, to, uh, funds coming from somewhere so I can, you know, be able to make ends meet, let alone to be able to accomplish my goals and dreams beyond where I was at. So uh, I started adding the currency exchange on 75th Street because I'm right off 75th King Drive in here in Chicago. And I saw a sign, green sign that said, we'll hire, we'll, uh, uh, I mean, the tra- uh, we'll train tax affairs. They said no experience necessarily looking for tax affairs. And they said you didn't have to have an experience. So uh, it was there that I'm looking like, oh, no, I'm not going to do anything about the taxes now. <laughs> so it's like the spirit, my, my, my spirit man within me spoke to me and said, look, at the end of the day, you asked for an opportunity. You wanted the opportunity. Right. I'm going to have to interrupt you because I've got someone at the door. I need to sort something out. I'm really sorry. Let me just, um, can we go to commercial, please, for just a minute? Sorry, uh, no Yes. Uh, so we'll be right back after this quick break. We all say we would like to be wealthy, but wealth isn't determined by how much money you have. Wealth is determined by your power to define what money is. The dictionary defines money as something used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work. So how would you like to have access to an unlimited source of money? Money that is not taxed by the government. Money that increases as you share the opportunity with others. Money that you can use to pay for goods and services and pay people for their work. I'm talking about Bitcoin. It's the future of independent wealth building. Bitcoin is the new money that you control. Get started building your wealth 
call 312-849-3456. That's 312-849-3456. All right, and while we wait for our host to return, we'll uh, share another message with you, and then we'll be right back. Do you worry about finances, family, health, job, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. that you went through 
did it dispel a lot of you know the the, the mystery of the tax system? I mean, did you did you find it easy, or or was it very complicated learning all the tax laws and procedures? Well, the part about the that's the theory part about the tax laws, and you know, at first it's like it's like a, it's like um, almost like a boring lecture. <laughs> <laughs> to help your clients to put together a business plan? I'm sorry, uh, can you say that again? Sure. Sorry, I'm back. Um, yes. <laughs> when, you did, um, when you started learning about business planning, is that primarily so that you can help your clients with their business planning?
time, my mom, before she passed, because she inspired me to incorporate this business and things like that. So I started thinking, like, wait a minute. There's these funds. The money started coming. I was able to tap into those COVID funds. I said, God spoke to me. It's like, God spoke to my spirit. said, look here. People always come to you for different things, like printing, faxing, things like that, you know, taxes and everything mm-hmm. else. Why don't you uh, set up your own uh, tax firm? Advise them. 
Oh, some examples of some problems that you've solved and how you've advised people. Okay. Oh, okay, great, because I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because dealing with our clients here at Sam Living Legacy and our Sam Mobile Tax flips out of the legacy part. Uh, where I have a lot of clients coming that's in distress because of, you know, uh, personal situations, family, mm-hmm. just you know, you have the COVID and different things like that. So, you know, uh, a lot of people are traumatized. So, you know, yeah. and then like, you know, you know, just being who I am, just being my genuine self and just loving on people and always keeping a smile on my face, you know, things like that. People, and then a lot of these, you know, some of the people I have working relationships with already know me. So the thing about it is they know my personality, how I am, and they know that I'm a person they can count on. Uh, they can, that they can not just like and know, but trust. Because when you right. in any professional business, people not only have to be able to like and know you, but they have to be able to trust you. And trust is something that right. you go around, something that you earn. So I've earned the trust from them. Whereas they okay. would come in, you know, to share a little bit about the situation they have going on. And I'm able to, you know, uh, uh, come uh, from, from a spiritual standpoint, not from a religious okay. standpoint. You know, so from a spiritual standpoint, Whereas, you know, saying just, you know, motivating and encouraging people, you know, and letting them know that words hold power, that, you know, you need to govern what you say and what you think, you know, because thoughts, you know, saying produce actions. So that's pretty much how I approach the situation uh, with my clients, just with anybody I might come and encounter with, because we have a. Okay, well, cool. monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456. And schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Yes. And, of course, uh, we certainly do appreciate the fact that 
our uh, guest, Steve Mosley, is with us, and we'll make sure that uh, we can hear his answers to the questions. And it's better when we can hear, really. <laughs> when we can't hear, because it gets a little bit difficult. But yeah, um, have, usually I'm the one who's having the technical difficulties on this show. So, I mean, it might sound a little bit selfish, but I'm really glad it's not me today <laughs> for a change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, one of the things that, that we've been um, working on with our our uh with our uh, guests and our listening audience, we're also uh, uh, connected to okay? several platforms so that we can always make sure that we never lose connection. Uh, and so let's see here. All right. Okay. If you need some more time, just say. Yeah, so we'll, we should be bringing him up shortly. Well, okay. he's on but he'll need to be able to hear us. And we'll just add another commercial until we're ready to come right back and we'll be Do back. you or your organization need space for an event? Call the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago for your parties, banquets, award ceremonies, repasses, concerts, and business seminars available seven days a week, now under new management. Call us at the Quarry at 773 663 2557. That's 773-663-2557. All right. And let us see. We can pull him up. And here we are. All right. And we're going to be joining our host I mean, and our guest. Just had to switch devices here. And switching devices. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. I'm very so, impressed. I really am. <laughs> I really am because you know how I am sometimes with technology. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh and so we are back live and, and let me make sure that our guest joins us. Uh, let's see if we have him. Oh, there we go. All right. Yes, we're, we are back. Hey, we're back. Yeah, I, I need to hey, say this, which yes. is that <laughs> we have technical difficulties on this show sometimes, but because Naeem is so brilliant at what she does, she handles them really well. So well done, yeah. Naeem. Thank you. So we've got the handsome face of our guest back, Steve Mosley, who okay. is a accountant, <laughs> and, of course, we have our loyal viewers and listeners that are with us and our dear friend Quentin D'Alexander, who is uh, an extraordinary businessman, says, great show topic. Thanks for joining us. You know, one of the things that uh, I've been doing is 
referring a lot of my friends to Mr. Steve Mosley because a lot of my friends in business are afraid of taxes because they think Mm -hmm. it's hard or they think that, uh, well, one of the things I'm going to ask about, I had a friend who was going through this situation. She was on public assistance, and she started Mm -hmm. a business. And her business started to make money, but, you know, the money was, you know, some months she had money and then some months it was kind of lean. Yeah, and so she yeah it's kind of unreli- unreliable when you first start doing that, yeah. Yes. So she was afraid to come off of public assistance because yes. she didn't want to rely on the business and then the business wasn't able to sustain her. But she was afraid she would get in trouble with the IRS if yeah. they found out she was making money. So. She didn't really know what to do, and so she didn't she didn't file taxes at all because she thought, well, if I file taxes, then you know they'll they'll know I made money, then I'll get in trouble because I had public aid. So, Steve, what do you, how do you advise somebody who's in that in between stage of maybe they're they, they're on a fixed income but they want to be in business, but they're afraid that if they report their money, then their 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 guaranteed money will be taken away. How do how do you help people get through that? that stage where they're, they they need to make money, but they need to look like they're not making money, but they're receiving money. What, what do you do? First of all, that's an excellent question. Let's talk about the census land. We, we really should be relying on the public assistance. Don't get me wrong, because that's not really a source of, uh, a source of income, should I say. Now, unless you get the SSI, SSA, Social Security, that's a source of income because it all depends on one things like that, where you're not able to work and do different things, that all depends, because you still got people that handicapped that even, that still doesn't say they're business owners. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, this, so this thing can really go all kind of different ways, but my thing is that you're not really, uh, really making no, no actual, you know, which cash flow like that. Mm-hmm. So my thing is mm-hmm. that, you know, problem, you see, because in Britain we have the same problem, and it's called the poverty trap, because you want to be out there earning, you want to be running a business or doing whatever you want to do, but there's always this thing of, like, you're not ready yet to let go of your income, and I think a lot of people find themselves in that position for a while. So is what kind of advice would you give to someone who's in that situation?
Right, it's a poverty trap, and I see it all the time. People wanting mm-hmm. to be in business, but they're afraid to legitimately be in business because if they have to document the money they're making, then that guaranteed income of public assistance may be taken away, and they don't feel right. like they're making That's enough right. to able to, to actually take care of themselves without it. And also they might lose. Um, you know, they might have to pay penalties. I mean, I'm remembering what happened to Will Smith. I don't know if you remember, but he went through this when he was he was a young guy, and all of a sudden he had a lot of success and a lot of wealth. Yes. Um, and he ended up getting done by the IRA. Yes. Not the IRA, sorry. Inland Re- Internal Revenue Service, IRS. Because he hadn't filed his taxes properly, and he probably hadn't even thought about taxes because, you know, he was a young guy. He was just out having fun, doing what he wanted to do. But it turned out very profitable for him, so he got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of, we find a lot of entertainers and athletes, they might be the first one in their family that ever had a a large sum of money. Nobody advise them what to do. Nobody knows anything about taxes. They spend all the money, and then they realize it wasn't theirs to spend. They had to pay the taxes, mm. and then they get in trouble. Mm.
she was screwing around so bad because the numbers did not make sense. It did not add up. So with how much mm-hmm. you make them $4,000 and $4,000, and then you say this person had two defendants and they get $34,000 back. No, no. That's a red flag. So they put a hole on his client's account. She Googled us and she pulled us up, called up on my uh, Google business line number, things like that. And uh, well, you know what? We uh, started, uh, she, well, she went to our Facebook page. focus on that. Now they're saying um, 
if you have a side hustle, you know, they're basically reminding people that we have to report it. Now, here's the thing, right? The British government, the Brit- sorry, the British economy is failing. It's been failing for years. That's my personal opinion. It's been failing for years, but um, up till now, the government's had to been been able to hide it in different ways. Whereas now, all of a sudden, they're cracking down on people. You might be earning two pounds a week. You might not not even be earning that yet in your business, but they're cracking down because the well, my opinion is that they're desperate. They're desperate. They know people are making money. Um, on Amazon or all, you know all these online sites, they know people are making money. It may not be a lot of money, but it's just yeah, let's squeeze all the all the money we can out of these people because um, they're desperate. They're desperate because the the the, um, the economy is failing, and they're starting to have to admit it now. They never used to have to admit it before, but now they have to because everyone can see what's going on. Again, personal opinion. Any thoughts? Mm, I think the American economy is kind of failing, too. Mm. But uh, I don't know. Um, well, well, see, one thing I would say, because I know a lot of people, they, they have, like, a side hustle. Maybe they do hair on the side or, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, other things. They might, they might sell little, you know, dollar items or whatever. But exactly, they. Yeah. But that's that's for their income stream. They they feel like they should not report that, or they should not uh, let it be known. I mean, what 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 are the pros and cons for that? Well, the thing about it is that, that first of all, you you don't have to by law sign anything or commit to anything that you don't want. That's your human right. Mm. So yeah. First of all, going back to us being already a sole proprietor. Because we come from the Creator, God Almighty, so we made His image and His likeness, so which means that we possess the same uh, characteristics, traits, and qualities as He do, as He does. So, but getting back to that part about uh, what you just said, as far as that people don't, there's a certain class people don't have to report that. You have a choice, you know what I'm saying? But if you, and when once you incorporate something, that's a whole different story. Once you incorporate, yeah, it is, it is.
And just want to be very, very clear that we are not encouraging people to perform any kind of illegal activities. We are not encouraging you to to um, to perform any kind of illegal activities. But we're just talking about scenarios that have happened to people, like what happened with Will Smith. I'm sure he didn't intentionally get into trouble with the IRA. IRS, IRS. I've got to remember this, right? IRS. But <laughs> it did happen. He got in touch with the IRS. It got in got in trouble with them because he didn't file his taxes properly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if you grew up in a family that, you know, you're living, you're already. I mean, if you grew up in a family where, you know, the way you survived was there was a public assistance check that came every month, and so you're, you know, barely making it. And you didn't see anybody filing taxes. You did. I mean, if you were living in poverty growing up, then you really don't even know any of the ways that people who make money use their money to make money. I mean, who talks to you about yeah, investment? Right. Who talks to you about that's you right. know applying income property? I mean, who talks? Who talks to? Who talks to young people who are living in a state of struggle? Uh, what to do when you start making money and how you invest it That's or right. how you run the business. Who talks to them about that? They never heard it. So you have a lot of That's people. Right. Just the, the I want to come back to this topic. I think it's probably time for a break now, but I really want to go in, go in deep, dive deep with this topic because it's really important what you're saying, Naima. And um, it's not even just people who grew up in poverty or lived on public assistance. People who saw their parents going out every day to a job, nine to five, right? Yeah. How do you actually get beyond that, that, that income that your employer offered you? How do you actually become really wealthy? Because you're probably not going to get there by doing a nine to five. But for most of us, that's what we saw when we were growing up. Our parents right. coming home at the end of the day tired because they've been at work all day. And yet they never got rich. And they saw paying taxes as, as something to fear because, like, oh, now I'm going to have more tax, more money taken out of my money. Or they lived for that whatever tax uh, refund they got, which wasn't enough to really change their circumstances. It just gave, gave a little it. more cash. That's it. You could go out and buy a new, a new dress or something, but you're not yeah. going to get rich from that. Well, you can do. You can start very small. But I'm thinking, let's take a break, and let's come back, because I would like to deep dive into this, um, into this topic. So we'll be back very shortly. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
Okay, I am pushing the button. <laughs> Nothing is happening. Ah, technology is a wonderful thing. I'm going to try one more button. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online all the time. Okay, and sorry, can you hear me? Yes, we can. can you hear me? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, never have we needed this message more than we need it right now. We don't need to have conflict. We can resolve our differences by sitting down and talking. I just wish we could get that message to more and more people, given the state of the world today. Okay, as I said, I want to do a deep dive into what you just said, Steve, and um, another question you just asked, Naima. Before we do that, I just want to see who's on the line, because we've got a caller. Good evening. Welcome. This is Jana. This is the Success Strategy Show. I just want to um, remind everyone, if you've got a question for my guest, please phone 515-605-9325. And outside of the United States, put a 001 in front of that, so it's 001-515-605-9325. We're here with my guest, Steve Mosley, who's a tax consultant. And we will, in a little bit, be talking about planning, financial planning and financial prosperity for the coming year. But first, who's on the line, please? Area code 314. Hi, are you there? And I think that there should be planning. But those in the demographic class that we've been mentioning, how you doing? They need to pay their taxes. And to say that they know nothing about it is ridiculous because all our life we have been hearing the old slogan that the only thing that's guaranteed is death and taxes, death and taxes. 
So make them pay their taxes. They want to utilize. Well, I think most people do pay their taxes. They but want the to utilize all the things the that taxes afford them. Schools, roads, sewer, water, trash pickup. They need to pay their taxes. And to well, say I that rich that don't pay their taxes is just ridiculous. Uh, as well, that's for everyone. Well, ma'am, you know, you, why you do you keep cutting people them. off? Uh-uh. And you know, there's an audio part. We can barely hear you. you your voice is all muffled. Is it? Can you hear me better now? Can you hear me when I stop talking? Yeah. Okay, well, let me finish saying what I got to say. Go on, say it. People need to pay their taxes. You yeah, got but this is what I'm saying. Most people pay their taxes. Do not and it's pay mostly their taxes. the wealthy people who don't pay their taxes. Well, that's not true. 22% of the income earners pay over 40, close to 45% of the taxes. That's reported by the RRS. The 10% of the income earners in this country pay close to 50% of the taxes. That's totally ridiculous. It should be right, on but, but a scale still, that everybody uh, has to adhere to. They're finding loopholes and, diff- and different ways legal to, avoid, to avoid paying their taxes. They are legal Loopholes. Yeah, which is about a big part of the Well, you got a tax person. Sir, are they not legal loopholes? When you own a business, you got to put tires on your vehicle that you use in your business. Is that not deductible from the business of gross income? Yes, everything has to be reported. Everything as far as vehicle insurance, all that has to be reported because that, uh, The problem is legal loopholes, and it's the wealthy that have the benefit of legal loopholes. It's, it's not the poor. That's it's not the wealthy true. who have the benefit of those. Let, let me say this. If you are working a manual job, your work clothes, your work clothes that you classify as those that's for extreme heat and extreme flow or cold is deductible. Well, I don't know the ins and outs of this, but I'm imagining it's deductible if you're self-employed, but not necessarily. You no, you, it does not mean that you're self-employed. If you work, it, if, for instance, if you work at a construction trade, where your gloves, your work boots, your your clothing, your insulator, all that is deductible from your gross income. That's true. That's true. I, I, you know, okay. I think a lot of. So, what, what's your response to that, Steve? Is that true? You don't, really? <laughs> I thought you knew everything. <laughs> no, just give us the benefit of your um, your experience, please. Well, that's, okay. Are you all, are you guys done? Yeah. Are you guys done? Yeah, we're listening. <laughs> we're listening.
Now the job, you know, they have union dues and things like that as far as uniforms, things like that. You know, it's how they have it set up as far as taking out of your check. Okay? But right. It's not totally different. Expenses come in is when you're self-employed as a sole proprietor. Right. Scenarios that happened 
and maybe according to the the law that might be below the poverty line but if you're figuring out how to budget your money how to how to live within your means and how to invest a portion of it so that it pays you and if you're figuring out a way to maximize your income and the and the use of your income and get rid of some of the 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 the, the wasteful things we do you can get all the benefits, all the tax benefits of the rich, and and still live comfortably. It's a mindset. So I'm glad you guys are on the subject of a mindset. We have a a, a mental health piece. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a holistic uh, mental health piece, which we're an uh, organization. And now we have a nonprofit, five hundred one c three, which is part of the solution too. That really uh, started out as a stop the violence movement, but at the end of the day, found out that people, people's uh, mental health, spiritual mental health, is everything. So, and, and that's our specialty is uh, spiritual mental health. And things about it is there for our therapy, and and our thing for our organization for Project Solution Two. And you guys are talking about it, speaking about it. I know it's the revelation. That's a stronger connection with this whole thing. Whereas uh, our thing is transformation of renewed minds, and we get it from the scripture. Uh, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I tell my clients that, you know, that's why we really are pushing this mental health piece more than anything because for a client to really sit down and really have a full professional dialogue or conversation on the financial, economical level, their mind got to be right. And I'm, I've been constantly saying this over and 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 over, and over, and over, and over again. And I hear y'all strongly actively talking about this, but this is a, a deep concern of mine as far as this because. We have to get past the trauma. Yes. Mm-hmm. We all have been traumatized. I'm sorry to say you're fading in and out a little bit. Okay, I think we hear you now. Yes. Yeah. So, a lot of things have you know uh, changed in our society and our world. Yeah. Check your volume on your on your device. Uh, the, the volume went down a little. Can you hear me? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Let me let me reposition my microphone. Can you guys hear me a little bit better now? Yes. Yes. Is that better? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, but you you are fading mm. in and out again. Yeah, your your uh, sound is uh, yeah. Check check your uh, yeah. You check your volume on your on your computer. Make sure it's up all the way. 
You know, I can I can definitely appreciate what you're saying about uh, the mental health being part of it because if you look at people who steal, it's out of fear that they don't have the ability to earn enough and the fear that people will not share. Yeah, I think that's a that's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. It's a little better, yeah. Thank you. Well, it's all, it's not just fear, though, Naima, because it's also some people enjoy stealing because they think that that proves that they're smarter than the rest of us. Well, you know, that's, that's, right? that's part of It may not be a, pers- a, uh-huh. a perspective that I share, but there's a lot of people out there who steal for the fun of it. Well, you know, when people, st- from what I've observed, when people choose to steal, the attitude is, And then I had someone who done time in jail tell me this is how his thought was. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I want it. You know, I yeah, should exactly. have what you. Yeah. I mean, that that's just the the plain the thought. And the mindset. The mindset. Yeah. Yeah. The so. Yeah. What we got to realize is that you they tell you to control to control your environment. Do not become a part of your environment. Control your environment. But what we got to realize and understand though, to all these stereotypes, all these different things that we have been taught. Learned. Nobody's going yeah, to be right. wants to be this. Nobody wants to be anti this. That's learned and taught behavior. That's so I agree. Person. I completely agree. So tell me something. It's Can you give me three points, please, for parents? The parents want to instill prosperity mindset into their children. Can you give us three points that parents need to give to their children to help them to become prosperity conscious? Uh, yeah, what can parents say to their children to help them become prosperity conscious and not poverty conscious? Well, the thing about it is that, first of all, we have to instill it in ourselves as an individual, as an adult, as a I parent. completely agree. I completely agree with that, yes. But also, how can we help the next generation? Well, how can we help the generation, the next generation, by getting ourselves together first? Yes, yeah, sure, Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree with that. And then can you give me three points, please, for parents to help their children to develop prosperity mindset? I believe that. An abundance first, mindset. I believe our parents need to motivate our children more, okay? So and that's what motivates ourselves coming to play. Because if you're not motivated, you're not going to be able to motivate them. So we have to motivate yeah. So how do we how do we motivate the children? How can we do that? Well, how we motivate the children is by uh, rewarding them for their accomplishments and things like that, and acknowledging okay. when they child's problem. The child doesn't cause that. No child wakes up in the morning wanting to be a failure. That problem comes from parents, family, and community. 
If you look at the academic performance of black children, not all of them, but too many of them, they can't read and can't do math. That's unheard of. Why is that? That starts with the parent. A parent cannot teach what they don't know. So there should be mechanisms where these children can at least learn how to read and do math, and it's not happening. I mean, it's sad to say. It's really it's shameful. It is very sad that these children's lives are being directed into a position where they won't be able to compete. It shouldn't be left up to a child what they want to be or what they want to do. It should be some direction from adults. They should be assessed, surveyed, and evaluated to see what their NF abilities are, then direct them into those resources that help them to improve on those. Direct them to high-paying professions and jobs. Everybody can't be an entrepreneur. How many stores are you going to have in a block? Anyway, I continue to listen. Well, this, this is a thought that I have, and you can tell me what you think about that. Uh, because one of our hosts was, was uh, uh, trying to encourage her grandchildren to think more about other options other than just college because, you know, their mother had said, well, look, if you don't go to college, you're not going to be a success. And if this is the message that we tell our children and they see that their parents are struggling financially and they don't see where there's money for college, that could easily be a very discouraging thing. Mm-hmm. Some of the wealthiest people in the world never went to college at all, and it doesn't take anything to start a business other than just deciding what you want to sell people. So yeah, I, I think we should encourage more entrepreneurship and, and and praise them, like you're saying, you know, praise them for those achievements, but show them that all business is is buying and selling. It's not that hard. And then because this nation was founded by people who were in law, and and farming and business, the laws, the tax laws are geared to benefit those people who create a business. That That is an incentive for you to become a person who buys and sells goods or services. So learn how it benefits you, and you don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to have a whole lot of income. There are people all over the Internet today talking about how, look, you can make money just being the being the go between uh, for a person That's ordering right. something on Amazon and somebody right. being the supplier. I mean, it's so many different ways that people can earn money, and it doesn't That's require right. a large cash flow to get started. But I think but for most our people, that is, large cash flow is not going to come from a job. It's not. We all need to <coughs> excuse me. We all need to learn entrepreneurial skills, and I think the sooner we can do that, the better. And I've actually heard Pianke say something today, which I agreed with. I don't think this has ever happened before. And it'll probably <laughs> yeah, never happen never... again. But, <laughs> Mark just down in history. <laughs> um, Pianke actually said something that I agree with, which is that the the parents have got to make the schools – um, oh, what is the word now? The parents have to make the school – hold the schools accountable, right? We can't just expect – I mean, when children start school, they want to learn. They love to learn. Young children love to learn. They lose that enthusiasm because of the schools, because of the education system. The education system is not geared for our children. It's not. So it's up to the parents to make sure that that school is accountable 
and it's teaching the children. So that the children, you know, parents, I mean, I've heard this story at least twice today where families have said to their children, and they're both black boys who have heard this from today, parents have said to their children, you're not going to amount to anything. Right, I, families I, have said to the children in the family, "You're you're a loser." Right, your father was a loser, so you're a loser. Right, I mean, this is down to the parents, and it's down to the sorry, it's down to the family members. We need to be instilling a prosperity mindset in the next generation in their minds, because that's what's going to lead to success. Well, let me ask you this question, Steve. Do you think it's the parents' responsibility to teach about? things like uh, income, uh, household financial management, and tax laws, or should we expect the public schools to do that? What do you think? Well, I don't, first of all, we have to stay at home. Okay? So, therefore, you know, uh, the government has to manage the door. Hi, so, did you have a question? Yeah, your volume is a little low again. Let's see if you can raise your volume a bit. Uh, uh uh, yeah, yeah. See if you can uh, raise the volume on your on your computer. Maybe that's it. Uh, we'll just project your voice. <laughs> we'll do what we can. Because you know that that's always been the debate. People realize that the schools aren't teaching finance. Well, that's not their job. Their job is to uh, to prepare us for factory work. That's how that's how the modern day public well. schools. Were that's, and, yeah, uh, that's absolutely right, and it's that. true in Britain as well. The reason why uh, state schools uh, started opening is that because of the Industrial Re- Revolution, the parents were at work all day. So what are you going to do with the children? Either you can put them in the factories and make them work too, which happened quite a lot, or you can uh, provide for them, educate them. Hey, Naima. Yes. Yeah, your curriculum, your curriculum, your curriculum in the majority of American cities, school districts can be whatever the local community wanted to be. Okay, that's better. It's okay, written, go ahead. It's, it's written better. in stature. Yeah. Okay. Whatever okay, the local now, community wants the what... curriculum to be, they can have it like that. And you know, I've spent about three hours today and yesterday sending texts out to my friends of scholarships that are free. The Cuban yeah. medical program where a child can go there and become a medical doctor and practice medicine yeah. in the United States. The Tuskegee yeah. Airmen is offering ninety thousand dollars a year to make to to produce uh, people in avionics and the airline industry. And there's many of them. Down the southwest Louisiana and Southeast Texas, by 2025, there's going to be a need for 125,000 construction workers. Well, start preparing your kids. Yeah, I think that's a critical thing. Look at where the need is going to be and choose a career that's going to be in demand. I mean, that's that's the intelligent yeah. thing. So, Steve, you were going to say about the, the, the who, who's responsible for teaching our children finance. We are responsible for teaching our children finances, first of all, because, once again, lead by, lead by example. But see, a lot of us have not been taught. Yeah. A lot of us have not been taught. Again, a lot of us have been taught. You know, 
I'm saying? Because what the, what the saying goes, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't know better, how can you do better? Absolutely. And, and that's, that's where yeah. that's where this this piece comes in. That it's like a financial literacy thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. So that's what we're working on at Family Living Legacy and this land of milk and honey that we're in now. As far as educating, you know, creating workshops and doing workshops to really enlighten people to let them know what they didn't have access to. Look at I'm gonna give you prime example. Look at people like Colonel Sanders. Look at people like you know, <laughs> all these people that came from nothing was getting a social security check and built a billion dollar enterprise. Because so you got you got people that come from nothing to build something. So it's not about how much money that you have. It's about management. As far as time and money. Okay. Well, I think I think also uh, I know we gotta take a break in a minute, but uh, I look at what people did when they got whatever that little incentive tax. Well, I, I don't think it was a tax uh, break. It was the stimulus money from COVID. Most people took that money and blew it on stuff. You know, you, I, I saw more flat screen TV <laughs> boxes in the in the alley. For what? And that's more of a liability.
play an audio ad for those who are on our switchboard. And let me see here. So for those who are listening online. Yeah, I'm pressing the buttons, but nothing's happening. Okay, well, <laughs> let me technology see. wonderful. Yes, absolutely challenging. All right, well, let me, here, here we go. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. All right. Well, we are back, and uh, one of the things I'm looking at, you have people who are going to get, some people might get a a nice uh, tax refund. Steve, what would you say a person could do with that money that would actually make a difference in their lives and not just be some more consumerism where they're buying something that won't matter? What could they do in terms of financial planning or investments or something that could make a difference in their financial status with that tax refund money? Well, first of all, get themselves some whole life insurance. Oh, okay. Nobody's going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So his whole life is that is that the is that the policy that pays you, or you could you you could uh you know. The uh, policy that pays you more like an IUL account. Yeah. So as far as you know, being tax tax free and it draws interest mm-hmm. versus setting up a regular retirement account in the bank where it does not draw interest and it costs you taxes you on the dollar. Oh, okay. All right. All so right. whole life insurance policy. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that way, if they become terminally ill, anything happens, they have to, to fall back on the cushion where they'd be able to have the expenses uh, uh, covered. So that you doesn't take – isn't it like two years before it's enforceable or something like that? They have to be paying into it for two yes. years? Yes, at least a couple of years because, I mean, so with, don't with die it, because that's a start. That's a start mm-hmm. because, I mean, you, you have to secure yourself some kind of way because this is not just – uh, something for you, a policy way for you to die, but it's an investment set up as far as you, if you want to you know, move further in life outside of a job, you might want to do a business. You know, it's just a lot of different things you might want to pay for your kids, college tuition, things like that. You know, and, and after a while, when you build up, it's like your own banking system, pretty much. Mm. You know, because in the bank, you can't draw interest in the bank. But you draw interest in your own account and your own contract and your own IUL, you know, uh, that you set up. So I got I got a quick question. I don't know if you know the answer to this. I might have to ask my insurance person or my my uh, yeah my life insurance person. But right. if you've been paying into a regular life insurance policy that's supposed to you know pay the beneficiary on your death and that kind of thing, 
can you convert it to a whole life policy and, and use the money that you already paid into it, or would you have to cancel that and start all over and all that money you paid is just gone? Well, that, uh, that could be done. I mean, I don't, I don't know the exact steps and measures. They <laughs> can do it, but I know that it can because you have made an investment. You might have made an investment. And how long have you been paying your insurance? Oh, at least 10 years. Oh, shoot. You got you got some skin in the game. It's, it's been a decade. Mm-hmm. But then it's considered a milestone, you know, automatically is an investment. Because let alone 10 years, let alone for the applicable typical, typical person, let alone five years versus none. You know, but I say that's the first thing that individuals need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because what if something happens to you? Why you you want out here? You going here? This and that? Something happen. Mm-hmm. Now another quick question about about investing in life insurance. Okay, my mother recently turned a hundred, and from my understanding, like all life insurance policies, like cancel it at eighty five. It's like okay, we ain't paying you no more. Uh, what does a person do if they outlive their policy? Should they have it so they can cash it in? Yeah, at, at age 85, so that, you know, so all the money's not wasted because they outlived it? I mean, what, what would you advise on that? Well, what I would advise, uh, what they would do is take that money and, of course, you know, it's called plan. Plan and, and just put a certain amount of money on just in case something happens to you because you live way beyond that. Mm-hmm. Something can easily happen. Not saying it will because look how long you live. Yeah, I mean, but, eventually going to leave you know, here because that's what happens. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, therefore, you know. But in they, the meantime. <laughs> and find out how much right. the expenses are going to cost, whether they want to be very cremated, things like that, mm-hmm. and put a, 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 a put an account, set up an account just for that. So that way uh, they're secure. Mm-hmm. You know, I know things change, the price of things like they go up, but things change, change, and they don't they change, they don't change. It all mm-hmm. depends. But at the end of the day, at least you have that money set up in some kind of account, savings account, and everything else. Where if you don't have access, you, you know, you won't be able to, be able to go into it. You'll get a checking account. Then, you know, uh, you'll be securing yourself. And that way, hey, you can continue to live. Because mm. you already pretty much live. Right. So what more else do you want to really discover you're going to do? I'm not knocking it, but life goes on. Mm. Absolutely. Whether you live or whether you did, life goes on. Absolutely. Well, you know, like, like Jana was asking earlier about, what are what are some things that parents can tell their children? What I see a lot of parents doing is making children feel like they're at the mercy of someone else deciding whether or not they can survive. And I think... Yeah, and you see, this is the thing, right? I realize now this is why I first... Well, this is why I originally wrote my book, Success Strategies for Black People, because talking specifically about black people... We have a tendency to think that everything that happens to us happens to us, right? We don't actually create um, our circumstances. And I I think there's historical reasons why we have this kind of mentality. But I found when I used to teach, a lot of my my students were white, and they did not have the same fear of self, self self-power. They had a fear of other power, which I don't see very much among black people. Um, we tend to be fine with other power, generally speaking, but when it comes to self-power, it's a big problem for us, which is, as I realized eventually, the main reason why I wrote my book is to say that we all have the power to change our lives, to, to bring about positive transformation. I just thought I'd mention that, yes? Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree to that. 
And now I had a situation. Well, I had a, a friend who told me about his situation uh, when he would graduated from college with a, a master's of business administration, and his mm. his uh, college roommate. Uh, he, now he was a black guy. His college roommate was a white guy. They both graduated with with MBA degrees, and mm. his white friend, you know, took his little savings. He didn't have a lot, you know, just because they were just out of college, you know. He had maybe a little money he'd save from his job and that sort of thing. And he started a company, incorporated, started a company, uh, you know, and, you know, did the whole thing, the logos, the, the business cards, all of that. And um, and he was operating out of his out of his apartment at first, but he was wow. in business. So they got together maybe, I think maybe like 10 months after they'd graduated, and his friend handed him a business card and said, oh, I'm president of blah, blah, blah corporation. And he was like, well, how did this happen? You know, well, did your parents mm. leave you? Some-? Like, no, I did it myself. So now my, yeah, my friend was back. He was still unemployed, looking for a job, and he said, well, corporate America won't give us a chance and, and see my white friend because he's white. He can, he can create opportunities, but I can't yeah, do that. And I'm thinking, go. no, but Johnny had the same degree. All he did was go get right. his business card right. made and corporate a name exactly. and say he's in business. And he's the president of his company. It's a mindset. <laughs> It is a mindset thing. It is definitely a mindset thing. And I think we need to be training our children from a young age to have that similar kind of success mindset, prosperity mindset, that we can go out there and we can do it. I think that that is, that's it. Well, you know, it goes goes back to a lot of us not knowing now because, not knowing. you know, like like I said, it's a lot of celebrities. I'm going to give you a prime example. We're going to use, I'm not going to, I'm going to leave the remain anonymous with the other person because I don't want it to become controversial. <laughs> but uh, Fantasia, mm-hmm. prime example. Fantasia is very well gifted voice and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Fantasia uh, had, she was illiterate and she came out and shared her testimony, her stories on Lifetime, where she couldn't read or really write. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But she's gifted, but it's they, you know, uh, and she didn't know, but later on she started, you know, they started doing some, what you call it, uh, learning literacy, reading literacy and programs, things like this, mm-hmm. where she, you know, they, they, they taught these things, and now, you know, look where she's at now. Yeah, look yeah. They're not just, you know, just did the color purple. Right, because you got to be able to read in order to read a script. So, yes, yeah, she right. had to so take care of that. Yeah. You can tell she improved, and she did not have pride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people have pride, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to be able to admit, hey, I don't know these things. Yes, yes, we have to be able to admit that we don't know because there are always going to be things that we don't know, always. It doesn't matter how well educated we are; it doesn't mean we know everything. We don't. Right. It's not like an educated fool. Like an educated fool, go fan go. Absolutely. We got a couple of comments mm-hmm. here. Uh, Robert Young says, great show. Happy 2024. New Year is in April. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole history of that. New Year actually does. Hey, I receive it. I receive it. Absolutely. And then uh, Zelda, our Monday Morning Mindfulness host, says, grand rising, Jana and company. Awesome. Yes. A whole lot of people might be maybe their first uh, college graduate in their families. And if their families hammer in their head, Get you a degree and then get you a good job with benefits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they never thought yep. to empower them with the idea of you can create your own job. And I and I understand right. not everybody's an entrepreneur, but 
if you've been unemployed for 10 months out of college, you need to do something, especially you got yeah. a degree. What was the purpose of learning about business if you were afraid to go into business? Absolutely. There are people who are making money producing T-shirts, right? I mean, people are making serious money producing T-shirts. You know, you can get started on a shoestring budget. I'm glad, I'm glad that you uh, said that too, man, yeah. what you just said as far as creating the job. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was in a situation like that in 2019 before I incorporated family molecular. Of course, I've uh, been doing taxes for about, what, almost about 12 years. Yeah. But okay. I've been uh, my business owner for going on for about four years now. So in 2019, I was in a situation where, you know, the job was on some crazy things, crazy stuff, and I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And my this is the year before my mom passed, and my mom told me she was, and my mother wasn't feeling with herself, she was having health issues. And she was like, Steve, she said, what are you going to do? She said, you're going to sit here, hold your head down, you know, think about this, think about that, worry about this. She said, your bills, things going to stop piling up, things going to stop falling apart. You can't let things fold in on your head. She said, you got all these different talents, you got all these different people and things that you didn't help. You've done all your life. Don't you think it's time for you to do something, create something? And she said, to put, yeah. she said you do it right. You know how to incorporate this stuff. I just seen you do this stuff. Why don't you go ahead and do it? Yeah. Now, okay. that's what parents do. a prime example today. The reason why Family Living Legacy exists is because of people like her. Standing yeah. on the shoulders of greatness that inspired me to let me know, hey, get up out that ditch. You better than that. I raised you better than that. You yeah. can do better than that. You can do it. And it's a prime example then a year later. My mom died. Yeah, but she but she was there to encourage you. And, you know, we've got another associate, same thing. His mother told him, look, you can be a great photographer. You can yeah. be, you know, yeah. all the things you're trying to do. Keep working at it. And she passed away, but, you know, he he's always reminding, my mother was the one that told me to keep going. So that's what parents can do when you see yeah. your child has gifts and skills and talents. Encourage them to go ahead and use those talents and not wait for somebody else to give them something, because what if, what, if what if that corporate job doesn't happen? And, of course, yeah. you got another businessman here on the screen saying, what's up, Steve, from John L. Hey, John, <laughs> what's going on, John? How you doing, John? Like I said, man, we, I, I seen you pop up, man, but the conversation got so juicy. Everything got so <laughs> looking forward to seeing you, John. I'm looking forward to seeing you very soon, man. Come see me. Come talk to me. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, you know, we got a lot of, a lot of people who have talent and skills and just yes. never yes. were in the environment where their parents encouraged them. That's and right. so you might have, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they had it rough because they didn't have, uh, didn't have, uh, there we go, okay, you're going to hear from them. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, a lot of, Entrepreneurs, a lot of first-time entrepreneurs in a family have a hard time. If they came from a family where no one ever was independent, ever started a business, ever knew anything about the, the benefits of being in business, the tax laws that are for not just the wealthy but for anybody who's in business, you know, they didn't have a family that, that had that experience. So maybe they wanted to start out starting a company. They might not have had a whole lot of support for that. Matter of fact, a lot of entrepreneurs that I know have said that their their family ridiculed them, said, look, you need to stop that mess and get out here and get you a job. You know, they That's could not it. find it. Yeah. 
find people who would loan them money. I mean, they, there was no emotional or financial support because they didn't come from a culture where people saw business as freedom the way we did uh, decades and decades ago when in our communities we had all of these businesses because yes, yes, everybody yes. knows that the way you get ahead is to sell something. Every immigrant knows that. But we went through a, a period of time where a college education was pushed as the, the you know, the road to freedom or, you know, That's the right. promised land. That's right. And then, and then we got out here, and when corporate America shut down, people didn't have any other creative means of earning a living, and so they suffered. And we're still in that stage now where our children, if they're not seeing wow. an opportunity for college, they're not given any other alternative. Mm. And so they, they lose I, hope. I'm sorry. Go can ahead. I say this, uh, Naima? Yeah. bring up a very valid point is that most of it's the difference between being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Mm. We all are entrepreneurs of our own right. goes back to the self-proprietor, self-employed, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But it's a big difference between a, being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Most of us are in an entrepreneur mindset. But we, yet we still have all these LLCs and non for profit set up that we have not made no, never gotten any funding in what, over 15 to 20 years that you've been in existence. There is a problem. Yeah, I agree. But also, I want to mention that it's important to have an entrepreneurial mindset, even if you're in a JOB, right? Even if you're on the corporate plantation, right. you can still right. enhance your career and your progress by having an entrepreneurial mindset by looking around if this is my company what would i do differently yes that's that's, well, that's how well, you maximize the, the benefit of a that. job yeah. i'm glad you said that because see it's different between being an entrepreneur and a business owner see the thing is that what people got to understand is that when you're an entrepreneur you can float around like a bumblebee mm-hmm. you can go anywhere to where you want to go but at the end of the day even if you have your stuff set up as a corporation and everything else Where's your cash flow? Where, 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 I mean, what's, what's going on with your baby? That's like walking away from your baby and not feeding your baby. If you yeah. don't feed your baby, it's going to die. Absolutely. So I think we need to start being more responsible uh, at, you know, what, I mean, responsible with what's going on of the situation. You know what I'm saying? So that way we won't be encountering these types of situations because we're not taking care of our business. Absolutely. You know mm-hmm. so a lot of us have educated a lot of us feel no better, but a lot of us think we know it all, we won't listen. And that's why I tell with my clients that when I'm dealing with anybody and I'm straightforward and I let them know like I need you to hear what I'm saying. So I don't want you to miss what it is that I'm saying. Because what's gonna happen is most clients know what they do. Oh you you didn't tell me that. Oh, yes we did. That's exactly why, you know, we make sure right. that we record sometimes we want the session via Zoom with our virtual team. Yeah. So that way we hold ourselves accountable as a business owner. So I have to learn that as being an entrepreneur because my background is production. I was a film and TV did theater for 20 years. The things with Walden and all of, a lot of other groups out there. But the thing about it is that uh, being a business owner, you know what I'm saying, whatever, in these few years, it's, not, it's just a total different experience for me. Now that I've completed the yeah. Joseph Business School, it has really taught me the spiritual standpoint, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, how, or, you know, how you believe your belief system, what you, you know, uh, what you speak. Yeah. Most power, right decision, and make it plain from that standpoint on still uh, uh, let people know to at the end of the day, it's got to make dollars, got to make just the bottom line, really simplifying things. You know what I'm saying? That's where business planning comes in as far as being able 
mm-hmm. my big tactics, you know, that prepared me for yeah. that so that way I'd be able to educate my brothers and sisters to let them know, hey, look here, we can holler the white man all this all day, guess mm. what? You won't continue to do what they've been doing to immigrants, guess what? They do it because we don't take care of our business. Right. They, they that's it. And John saying don't want to work, a lot of us don't want to work. Yeah. You know, then, you know, and then we want all these big money with COVID change. But where is your track ticket? I know, and then they blew the money and and got in trouble. And John is saying you have to just start and believe in yourself. And I think that's the the bottom line. If you if you believe in yourself, then you take the time to get the knowledge. And like you're saying, the difference between a businessman, a business, a business owner, and a, a entrepreneur. When you're when you own a business, you realize you're going to be employing other people. You're going to have a that's team it. of people working. So like you say, you're in production. You know, you know, you can't do a production by yourself. You got to have different people doing different. You got the camera person, you got the sound yeah. person, you got the, the 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 engineer, you got you know all these. You got the editor. So when you're in business, you think in terms of the money that you generate and how you're going to pay the people to do the work, so yeah. that you can continue exactly. to to grow the business. Plan, plan, but like yeah. you're saying, you know, people will will start out maybe with a nonprofit, and yeah. they don't have any, and and they 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 scuffling trying to get. Uh, money, but they never think, how am I going to translate this into paying people for their yeah. service? Because just because yeah. it says nonprofit doesn't mean you're not supposed to have employees or that everybody's got to volunteer. Yeah. You still have to make a profit. You still have to, you still yeah. have to make a profit, and you, you take that profit. profit, and you pay people. That's what that's what all that means. Yeah, you invest it back in the, in, the, uh, in the group that you set up, in the nonprofit what? that you set up. Oh, which makes you tax exempt. Yes. Which makes you exempt from bad taxes. Right. But you, but you still okay, have I would to like to move on, please. We've got about 10 minutes left. And I would like to ask you, Steve, give us three points we need to bear in mind this year. It's a new year. It's 2024. I know some people say it starts in April. That's fine. Most people in the West certainly are saying it starts now. So I'm going to go with that. Um, tell me three things that we need to bear in mind for our financial planning for the coming year. First of all, uh, freeing our minds from any negative thinking. Okay. Second of all, uh, our time, as far as uh, how we spend our time, how we, you know, breaking our creating a timetable, another timetable for creating a uh, like a, you can keep a calendar, whatever you want, as far as your daily daily day routines, the time you get up, the time you go to bed, you know, that all this is management. And once you do that, and everything else to start, you know, you start get your calendar and dates. You start planning as far as you know. If you got an idea to do this, you want to do this, you want to do that. Holding yourself accountable, and responsible, to hold yourself accountable, and creating the, uh, that that uh, that calendar. You know, saying the right things now, creating things. Third of all, uh, following up and following through. Those are the three things mm. that I advise to be successful in this land of milk and honey.
focusing on what other people are doing or whether other people like us or whatever what other people are give us a chance, whatever. Stop doing that and and put our attention on gaining knowledge and the skills for whatever we want to do in terms of our goals so that we do that and not get stuck on being angry at other people. Uh, well, sometimes we're going to get triggered. Stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. We do get triggered. But I agree with what you said, Naima. I think it's important that we know and understand racism. We know and understand our history. This is a historical context that we're living in. But we also need to be focused on the fact that we can actually change. We can change our own lives. We can change our family lives. We can change our communities. We We don't have to just keep focusing on what other people are doing. I agree with you. Sorry, did I cut you, Steve? Sorry if I cut you. I was I was saying that uh, uh, that we have to start focusing in on ourselves and start worrying about what's going on with these other groups and other people. Like mm-hmm. my mom, was, yeah. Like my mom told me this before she passed away. She said people always hollering, you know, uh, the bad black and do this and that. There's nothing wrong with that. We're going to support our own all day. There's nothing wrong with that. They're imagine the movies.
but oh, is um, are there any new um are there any new services that you're adding this year? What do you plan? What are your plans for the coming year? Well, the new is uh, to be able to get people financing. So that's what we're offering this season, whereas it'll be uh, more uh, criteria uh, friendly. Just a lot of our clients. All right. Well, we thank you so very much, and got that phone number on the screen: seven zero eight three seven four. 7504 for those who want to call you and take advantage of your services. We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jungkujung, France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, asante, Israel, toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.